Welcome back to the MSW Podcast. This is Chapter 5. I'm your storyteller, Milton. And today, I have a very special guest, okay? My first ever guest on the MSW Story Podcast. She'll be my fellow storyteller. Um, but before I introduce her, you can find this podcast in my story pod on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and some other platforms that I don't know. Google Podcasts, I think, is one of them. I don't know, but I'm, gonna, I'm on an app somewhere. Go check it out. Follow the IG handle, which is in my story pod that's i-n-m-y-s-t-o-r-y yes p-o-d in my story pod that's the ig handle go ahead follow and yes appreciate all the support that all have given me these last four weeks yes so this is chapter five or six I haven't decided yet but enough about that let me bring in my guests and introduce yourself guests hi everybody my name is anais fortis I am unfortunately related to Milton, <laughs> and I am his first ever guest interviewee. Yes. <laughs> Honestly speaking, that should be like a highlight of yours. That should be on your resume. I'm a cousin <laughs> of Milton. You know, I'm just saying. I'll, I'll, I, I just, that could be embarrassing at times, but okay. <laughs> uh, okay. It's all depends who you ask. All right. Anais, so you gave your whole government name. All right. So great. Um, anyone <laughs> can find you now. And I use four T's. Well, quick, what is your story? A quick summary of who you are as a person before we dive in much more of who you are. So I am an 18-year-old freelance makeup artist based in Brooklyn, New York. Um, I am the youngest of six girls. I come from a very big family. I am first generation. I am very, very, I guess you could say ambitious and hardworking. But I also love to have a good time and party. Um, one cool fact about me is that I am working two jobs right now. So I have a makeup business. But I'm also interning at one of the top firms for marketing and advertising in New York. They're called Davis and Gilbert. And um, yeah, that's a little bit about me. Oh, oh, wait, and I also got, I just graduated high school Woo! with my associate's degree, too, so I will be starting um, my undergrad, my bachelor's degree, so I have two years left for that in Hunter mm. in a few weeks. Congrats, congrats. You. you know what? I had a question for you about, regarding that. I'll save it toward the end, but since we're here already... Why was not why was I not invited to your graduation party? You were invited, actually. Actually, you were. I'm pretty sure because I asked Diane, Janet and Diana too. I'm like, did you invite Milton? And they're like, yeah, we did. But we thought you were mad at them, so that's why we thought you didn't come. <laughs> what? <laughs> I swore I told them to invite you, and I know I, they did. I didn't get the invite. I'll we take my phone. We didn't do Well, I didn't get anything else. It was else. a text message, and then we told you at Skyler's graduation party. So I don't oh know. well, I was hungover. Well, not hungover. I was. I, was I blacked hung. out. I blacked out that that day. So I think that's what I figured because of that day. Because that, that's why we thought you were mad at us because of that day. No, I wasn't mad. No, I was drunk as out of my ass. Like <laughs> I thought y'all were mad at me. I was like, because that's what my nickname birthed, uh, Mighty One Nettle. So I thought <laughs> they didn't want me around like other other eighteen year olds or whatever, and yeah. they thought I would have been a problem. Perhaps I thought that was the case because you know, shout out Jose uh, Reyes Catering Chocolate Fountain. I don't even know what the, it's. That's something that's the name it's, I it's Jose Reyes Fountain Catering. Oh, okay. uh, you guys would know because you guys uh <laughs> hire him for every single event. So, sh shout out to him. Uh, you, you want some chocolates and uh, 
You want to try to find it in your parties? Hit him up. So he he tells me, hey, yo, why weren't you at the... I'm like, good question. I don't know. But hey, they, they got they hired you, though. My, my homeboy to tell I me why. I swear. I, we definitely invited you. If okay, you well, come, I didn't get the text. I didn't receive a text. I For sure, I did I'm not like receive a text. 90% sure they invited you. Okay. Well, I'm 99% sure I didn't receive a text. If you that, that point one, that point one is simply for the fact that you guys probably did tell me I Scott's graduation barbecue, <laughs> but I was blacked out and yeah, it was bad. It was fun, but <laughs> it was bad. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking speaking of family, we have a lot of barbecues, right? What is your? Do you have? Now I'm not gonna say your first memory of me or us or our uh, family ship. But you have a memory or two that you want to share with the listeners about us or about me or anything that pops to mind when you hear your cousin Milton? When I hear my cousin, I actually have a very sad memory of you, but I'm not going to speak on it because I think it's a very sad memory. Oh, uh, okay. But I have, when I think of Milton, I think of that cousin that bullied me for many, many years <laughs> who happens to tag along all the time. <laughs> You're almost a what? Tag along? Tag along all the time. <laughs> I think I like talking to Milton. So you just called me a loner? No, I'm not <laughs> calling you that. <laughs> you just you just always happen to be at the family events, so. <laughs> Except for your graduation. You know, you can't, you can't say. That's not my fault. You can't say. You cannot you say. not my fault. You cannot say. You just happen to always be there and then not invite me. But that's fine. <laughs> That's fine. Same way how Jenna was supposed to, I was supposed to be the godfather, the, the godfather for her newborn Sarah. And, but, you know, she couldn't do that to her favorite brother. And, you know, but that's neither here or there. But, you know, who was, you know, who's the godmother? You. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. All right. So, Anais, so let's go back to you and your upbringing. You said you were the youngest of six. I'm the youngest of four. However, technically speaking, those I've heard, I've heard in my previous episodes, I've only lived with one of them my whole life, but nonetheless, I'm still young, young as of four. What was that like for you, being youngest of six, not in six girls at that? How was that for you growing up? So I only lived with five of my sisters, but I didn't live with them for so long because the age difference is a lot. So um, I always, that's always like the highlight of my intro that I'm like the youngest of so many girls and they're all married with kids and that I'm just, it's just me. I'm just a single one. <laughs> well, I'm. You know? It's glad because you're 18. Just yeah, uh, that's uh, that's always that the way. highlight. That's always a great introduction for myself whenever I'm trying to talk to somebody. But um, <laughs> um, I would say it's actually funny. Like being the youngest is a lot of fun because you literally get everything you want. Yes. If the one sister doesn't give it to you, the other one will. Or if you, <laughs> you know, if your parents don't give it to you, your sisters will. Mm-hmm. Another thing is that my sisters always help me get away with stuff. Like always. Um, I think because they went through their own thing, they're very understanding. Even though I got into a fight with Janet yesterday because <laughs> Janet could be a bitch sometimes. <laughs> and she swears she knows everything. And that's another thing I struggle with my sister is that, yeah, they went through a lot, you know, because times have changed. And my mom was super, super difficult back then. More strict. Now she's not. So they're always like, no, we know what it is. We know what it is. But I, my argument with them is that they don't know what it is because it's so different now. So you know what I mean? So, yeah, that's why I got into a fight with my sister yesterday because she swore she knows everything and then I swore I know everything. So, yeah. Um, but it's great. I get spoiled. They're the ones that actually got me into makeup, which is a funny story because I... It's a funny story because I had... Um, so when I was in sixth grade, I had a Mexican boyfriend 
And my sister had a boyfriend. I had a boyfriend in sixth grade, and they were not happy. They hated the idea of it, and now I understand why. Now I, under- I should have listened to them, <laughs> but um, <laughs> because they didn't want me to focus on boys, they told me to focus on other stuff like makeup. If I wanted to start learning how to cook, they were going to teach me, buy me ingredients, buy me a cooking book, and everything. And I always said I wanted to start. I wanted to do makeup. That I wanted to do like a makeup YouTube channel. And I remember when I was younger, I used to play like that. So um, Janet and Diana, they bought me my first brush set. And they would let me use their makeup. And Janet was the first person to ever teach me how to do makeup. Like ever. Uh, I would sit down and watch her. And she would explain to me step by step. Or she would do my makeup and explain to me. Um, And then once once summer of 8th grade going into high school hit. I started going on YouTube, but I think I learned mostly through Instagram and through trial and error. And that's how I learned, and that's how my business was born. Mm, okay. So, yeah. I didn't, well, seeing, well, again, when I would be at the family events, you know, obviously the things with, uh, with sisters and you guys in particular would always like share clothes, share this, share yeah. that. And like I said, that, that was part of it. They went from, uh, Anna, you can't touch this, or perhaps okay, we'll teach you how to how to do the makeup yeah. and what have you. Um, so, were, since they they are the ones that introduce you to it, were they your first like uh, what, what's the word dummies or clientele? They they let you practice on them or no? So it's a funny story. I mean, technically they were, but technically they weren't. My first dummies <laughs> um, were my friends at school. They would always bring in their makeup, and I always had full face makeup done. Like mm-hmm. every single day, I would wake up at six a.m. to do full face makeup, and that's my practice. And um, they used to see that I had makeup on, so they would literally give me their makeup that they bought in their bag, and I would do it during gym. That's what we would do during gym. <laughs> I would do their makeup. So I actually learned how to do What makeup. was your grade in, in gym, if you don't mind me asking? They didn't give us numer- numerical grades. They just said if you passed or failed. And my teacher didn't give a shit. So everyone <laughs> passed. <laughs> All right. But, Continue. Um, so, yeah, they were like the first. And then I started practicing a lot on Janet, Lisette, and Helen. I actually never, I've never done Roxana's makeup. And I only did Diana's makeup one time. No, twice. And it, that's like, that was recently. That was like that a few reason months ago. for it or just, you know, No, I never, just never did it. I just never mm-hmm. did it. And then Di- Janet asked me one time if I could do her eye makeup. But that was the only time I ever did her makeup. Mm-hmm. And then Lisette, Lisette's just always here. So, you know, <laughs> you got to make her useful. <laughs> but yeah, so I used to do their makeup. I mean, I've only done it a few times, not always. Because I kind of have my own friends to practice on. Or I actually get booked. And the more I get booked, the more I practice on other people, honestly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it really depends. When I can, I do their makeup, though. They always ask me to. So, when did it officially start becoming a business where you started to make income? So, my first client ever was one of my friends who wanted a Sweet 15 trial because she wanted to get her makeup done by me, right? And I, I, in my head, it wasn't even a thought that I was I wanted to do other people's makeup. Like, I always said, no, it's just for me. It's just for me. Like, if I wasn't smart, I would not... Like, I would pursue it. But because I'm smart, I feel like it would be a waste. Mm. Um, so when I did her makeup, everybody was like, oh, my God, you did such a good job. It looks really great. And then my sister-in-law, she hired me to do her makeup for her birthday. And she was like, no, you need to do this. I was 16 at the time. And that's when I started getting a little bit of people. I didn't really consider it a business at the time, but that's when I started getting clientele. Um, a few months after that, I started getting booked. It wasn't until recently, actually, like 
COVID, during COVID that I said, okay, you know what? I'm going to make this my business because I started making a lot of money. And it started with my sister-in-law, actually. And then it really, really started when I got booked by a model agency to do a photo shoot, which was super, super cool. But I was so scared. I was so scared to the point that um, I had a boyfriend at the time and I was telling him like, why am I just finding <laughs> out about all you fucking boyfriends? What the fuck? I've only had like two. The so Mexican like, and, and homeboy just now. <laughs> so, like, sorry. Well, continue. homeboy just now. He was, he was super, super supportive. He was like, no, because I was thinking of excuses to like, I was so nervous. I was like, I know, I don't think I could do this. And he's like, but why? He's like, clearly you're good enough. Do it. You should do it. You're good. Like you can totally do it. And I was like, you know what? You're right. And yeah, I did it. And then ever since then, like I've been getting books. Then for my birthday um, in April, I got my hair done at this really expensive salon in Bay Ridge. And I followed them and I tagged them on my page when I did my birthday makeup. And then they followed me back. They have like 10,000 followers. They followed me back and they hit me up and they said, hey, we're actually looking for a freelance makeup artist to help us for our bridal parties. Are you interested? And I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm interested. Like, you know, of course I'm interested. And I thought I had to go in through like, they were going to look at my portfolio and stuff like that. So I bought a whole bunch of like, I printed out a whole bunch of my pictures and put it all in a binder so they could see. And then when I showed up, they were talking to me like, oh, you already got the job. And I'm like, oh, shit. So then, yeah. Ever that's since the power then, of Instagram. They saw your page perhaps there. Literally. And like, literally. That's, like the, that's like the new portfolio. Pro, pro, portfolio, portfolio, yeah. Yeah, that worked. I can't fucking speak. But that's <laughs> the that's the new, that's the new like, uh, hey, here's my stuff. Because who needs like, a, no one needs a flash drive or a binder anymore. It's exactly. It's a, yeah, that's why I post. I try to post all my work. But um, so, yeah. So now I'm doing that. I work at the salon on weekends, actually. Except recently. Um, they booked me for a weekday and I had my internship going on at the same time. So I was literally in a meeting with an AirPod on doing a client's makeup. Like <laughs> it was it was really funny, but it was a lot. Never again. But yeah. So where can people um, find you on the weekends? Oh, in, uh, well, what is your IG handle so people could book you and then go from there? So um, you could either book me through the salon, but I'm not there every single weekend because on other weekends I have my own clientele. But my Instagram handle is makeup with underscore Anais, A-N-A-I-S. And then the salon I work at is called um, Denoy on 5th. And they're located in Bay Ridge on 80, on 80, on 5th Ave between 82nd and 83rd. Yeah. If you say that you're from the MSW podcast listener, you get ten percent. Okay, you get you get no you get no discount, but just let them know that hey, you, you shout out of the podcast. So I, I, right. I, need, I, need my, I need my monies too. <laughs> or, in, or in case I need to ever get a, a lady's makeup done, I'd be like, hey, I, I I know I know a few places, I know a spot. Yo, give me the hookup. I mean, <laughs> exactly. Uh, that that listen. Not aside from the boyfriend things, right? <laughs> I I didn't not know that that's like. Really, like how it started, you know, in terms of like yeah, your sister in law, you said, and like I'm learning a lot more about my own cousin right now <laughs> because we've all, I mean, we talked, right? And a thing that I noticed with you and, and the other um, other people, like, you know, Skyla, who's your niece, but you guys are more so like cousin sisters, sisters at this point, yeah. right? Because you're at the same age practically. You guys have always been around very adult conversations all your yeah, lives, always. you know? And so, Yes, you're you're 18, but you I think this maturity or uh, mature mindset and thing of you know growing money and in the business, I think did it help 
having sisters older than you oh a hundred percent it is so much easier to talk to people it's so much easier it definitely builds up your confidence i notice a lot of people my age um that's it's funny because because i have older sisters um i'm not really close to people my age because they're extremely immature and mm-hmm. i don't mean to sound like conceited or anything or i think i'm better than everyone else but they're literally not on my level like they're just <laughs> they're just somewhere else okay and um I've noticed that it's helped me a lot. Even with my law internship, whenever I need to speak to these lawyers, they <laughs> they love talking to me because, yeah, I'm so young, so I still have that very youthful positivity, but I'm super mature with how I approach them and how I talk to them and even what we talk about. So they, they appreciate that a lot, and I'm pretty sure that's how I got my internship because I'm so approachable, I'm so mature, but I still have that youth to me, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I think having sisters has helped me so... I think. I always say I feel like I'm a combination of my sister's personalities, actually. Okay. So yeah. Do you want you want you want to uh, delve into each one? So how about this? Delve into what you get from each of your sisters, and also mention the age gap between okay. you, you and that sister. Okay. So from Roxana, she's the oldest. We're 17 years apart. Um, I think I get my feminism from her, like. <laughs> I feel like I'm very proactive because um, I was in the Women's March. I was an official speaker at the Women's March and everything. And I feel like she has always been super motivating. She's always taught me to like to go for it. You know what I mean? To speak up about issues that I have a problem with. She's always taught me that. I mean, all my sisters have taught me that being single is better, but she speaks on it more than others. <laughs> and she's married. And she's married, which is it's so <laughs> funny. So funny. She's been married for like what? 15 years i don't know a lot of years but um yeah so she's super and she's super approachable so that's one thing i got from her okay then the other one janet um the one you just got into a fight with yesterday the one i got into the fight with yesterday but i actually hang out with her every single day so i mean you're her her babysitter (laughs) i'm her babysitter her her i call her the comrade (laughs) um (laughs) what should we call it i think from her i definitely got my am I'm very hard working. I think all my sisters are super hard working, but Janet specifically, Janet always is ahead of the game. She's super prepared. She plans ahead. I- I'm pretty sure she's my parents' favorite because she did everything right. <laughs> well, right, quote unquote. Quote unquote in terms uh, of right, like getting married. Of like in having, the Bible, right? Yeah, terms, yeah. Got her education. Know, she, got she got married. married the kids she afterwards. Kids, yeah. Then she bought a house, and you know, just like that. So I think I got my goal setting from janet and my i think janet's a very sweet person so i think Mm. i got that from her too Mm. um janet's also super approachable so i think they all are actually from diana here we go the mvp the one that that damn near probably birthed you she made you to who you are you're you're her young seed yeah pretty much i literally think diana made me the person who i am um diana i don't know how many years we are apart i think me and janet are okay janet and janet's like a 29 30 janet's 30 no, John is 31. Just shouting out the ages uh, I like, don't to, even to know. All, all the listeners. <laughs> Wait, okay. If I'm 17 years apart from Roxana, Janet and Diana are five years apart. I mean, Janet and Roxana are five years apart. So 17 minus five, that's like what? 12. I, okay, that's 12. So then me and Janet are 12 years apart. Mm-hmm. And then me and Diana are 11 years. No, that doesn't make sense. Me and Janet are 13 years apart. Me and Diana are 12 years apart. This was like having six girls, you know, six straight girls at that. Yeah. Yes. Okay, yeah. Uh, so, me and Diana are 11 years apart. Mm-hmm. No, we're 12 years apart. <laughs> I don't... 11 or 12. I don't even know. Um, and she literally... I feel like I am 
everything from my sense of style to the way I like my hair to the way I like my nails to the way I act yeah everything is Diana except like improved but (laughs) 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 literally like Diana would make me dance for her like I knew how to dance punta when I was like fucking five because of Diana you know what I mean? I think I like to party because of Diana. I'm a beach bum because of Diana. Like, everything is because of Diana, so. How, how many, uh, allegedly, 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 how many parties or clubs have you sneaked you, in, sneaked you into? She's actually never sneaked me into a club before, but I've gone clubbing before um, on my own with my own friends. So, yeah, but I would go to parties every single weekend, and she would be fellas, like, Fellas, fellas, you see go. you see the Joe Bates here? I right, listen. <laughs> Listen, do, I am legal. Ch- check, okay? the, check the wrist <laughs> before you give the dick. All right, check the wrist. If, we, if, if, if a club got, 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 got a wristband for a specific age group, first if, if it's 18 to 21 and you got yellow, yo, check the wrist before you give the dick. All right, fellas. First of all, you, you don't get no dick. All right, you just focus on this money and this makeup. <laughs> Fuck out of here. That's not something we're going to talk about. That's really awkward. I don't want- <laughs> first of all, People know my age and they still try to get with me, okay? So age has never stopped anyone, okay? But I'm the wrong person to speak about this too. So I can't exactly. You you like cougars. So um, <laughs> Mommy issues. Yeah. All right. Clearly. You're Back to the sisters. All right. Let's get back to the Anyways, sisters. Anyways, and the next one is a set. We're 10 years apart. I know that for a fact. We're definitely <laughs> 10 years apart. Without um, a doubt. <laughs> and she... I think, I don't know, I like to bully Lissette a lot. I just think she's so, like, I don't know. I just <laughs> That's like what to you start off with? Her. I like to bully yeah, her. Yeah, I do like to bully her. She's always like, why are you so mean to me? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, you're just, like, the type of person that you could push around. Unfortunately- but, I mean, you can't because she's she's extremely, like, she'll definitely, like, fight me any day. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But she doesn't. <laughs> I mean, no, she does. She's like she a does. firecracker. Like, like she's yeah. like, the, like you know, oh, it won't, she won't do much. And then, it's going to explode out of nowhere. Yeah, just, it's exactly. always a quiet one. Like, you know. And I think that's what I got from Lissette. I have a lot of patience, but uh. at the same time, if you piss me off and you don't give me space, I'm going to blow up in your face. Okay. You know what I mean? So, we, so we, I think I got that from We her. went from calling Lissette a pushover to now using another P word and calling her patience. All right, got it. Good <laughs> save. Good save. Little. She Good is save. patient. No, she is. I agree with you. I'm um, just saying your wording, like, oh, yeah, just come walk all over and her. And then you know? Helen, I think, honestly speaking, I think Helen. Helen, I don't think I really got anything from her. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Me and Helen are seven years apart, and we're actually super, super close. Um, I don't think I really got anything from her. If anything, I think she, um, what's the word? She, um, what's the word when someone adds on to it? Like, they push you? What's the word? She, um, forgot the word. I mean, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, maybe you got the rebel from her, no, so to speak. No, I don't think I'm more of a rebel. I just think I just do what I want. But I, I'm not even that bad of a kid, so like uh-huh. I don't really do anything bad. Um, but anyways, she she, she just said, "Kid, kid, <laughs> you, you, do not do not approach this kid at La Boom." She just said herself, she's a kid. Anyways, anyways, so, so I think she's like your add-on. Oh, embraces. There you go. I don't okay. know why I couldn't say. I think Helen embraces a part of me that. And now I'm more open with it with my sisters because mm. I feel like I'm getting to that age. But before I wasn't because it was wrong. Helen embraces my whole side of me, 100%. She's, every time I tell her about a new guy, she's like, really? And how is that? You know, like, <laughs> it's really funny. So that's always Hilarious. great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. You look so uncomfortable, but that's besides the point. Um, because you're a little, all right? That nickname was given to you by who again? 
Janet. Janet, because you're the little one of the family. And well, my nickname for you, you know, for us is Twinskin because yes, because we're we, the darkest. We are the Trigueños. Yes, we are the dark ones in the family. We have a lot of Native American in us, perhaps you know, or some you know Aztecs, whatever case is. Mayans. There we go. Mayans. <laughs> Mayans. But yeah. All right. So you got. So that's very interesting that that you got a little bit of everything from from your sisters. Um, again, ambition, the whole side. And I, I, I think the whole side, uh, um, let's call it empowering, liberating for women. All right. Okay. Uh, can, can we? I don't know if I'm in any place to say that because <laughs> I believe that the fe- feminism in itself has a lot. Yeah, I got organized within yourself uh, about it. Like, do you remember a couple of weeks ago with the whole like Janet posted um, about woman empowering or what have you? And then, oh wait, but so so there's a no. She said, "Oh, shout out to my co- to my sister Diana, her oh, own business." Oh. Then you took it personally and like, "What I'm am I, like, chopped liver? I got my own business too." Yeah. And then what happened that? And then Roxana said, um, "Damn it!" She's like, "Oh, you're not empowering women. You're putting us against each other." Like she said that to Janet. Mad like, you, funny. We're totally joking. But. You see, <laughs> but you see what I'm saying? Like, yo, y'all, y'all feminism. Y'all gotta figure out what's what's y'all common ground so people well, like me look, don't get in trouble. Look, if it makes you feel better, I always. I always say Roxana takes feminism to the next level a little bit, so, so yeah. Don't they all? <laughs> I think I, I think I'm a very middle grounded person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't think there's nothing. Mm. I don't think I'm too extremist. But I think what I will say in terms going back to the the wholeness, as you say, oh wait, we said liberating, right? Liberating, right? It, I think it's the fact that because as you've stated, um, yes, there are six, six girls, and another um fun fact. Um, they, they all got, you know, well, Janet did the right way, right? She, what, mid, mid twenties, she got married and happy, but everyone else did have, have a early age. However, they didn't let that be like, oh, I'm going to be a typical statistic. You know, everyone, all your sisters, you know, all my cousins, they all, yeah, have, you know, kids at a young age, but they. Except Diana. Except Diana. Except Diana. <laughs> but but everyone else like you know they had kids like they had kids but hey early, yeah. still finished college still got you know their bachelors still you know are, are empowering women successful that again it's not because that's a thing in our community that okay you're pregnant at a young age that's it yeah you, you it's know. over for you yeah but, no, they definitely beat that statistic like honestly we really thought that about helen we thought because she got pregnant so young she was never gonna get married and i always make fun of her and i'm like helen you are the real definition of a hoe can be a housewife <laughs> because it's it's honestly true um <laughs> but yeah no i always make the joke that my sisters at my age they were all like practically married yeah and i am nowhere near that like nowhere near that and, and so. in relation to me like for me i you know should have like two families at this point you know one of <laughs> one here one in el salvador <laughs> i mean the only knock the knock Wait. on me is i don't well i don't, I don't know how, how to drive and i don't have my bachelor's just yet like that was one thing that you and Skylar got at me about or not tease at me that. no no you guys got at no not about that in terms of like yo, oh look look now, now we're tied with our associates oh we are yeah yep. i'm like all right damn. well not her but me yeah well you, yeah, she, you are we, she was in the same path but then she moved to jersey so mm. she couldn't keep going shout out jersey but say but yeah but that's again i <laughs> damn wholeness but I, I because of them um having kids you know fairly young age and married and settled right um and you know that was a choice i think that's why they promote you so much and be like hey no enjoy it like yes we're happy you know but it's work a relationship but i think that's why they push that on you yeah. like, hey you the, you know the world is yours it, the world is your oyster whatever you want to call it and take advantage of it 
I definitely think that they traumatize me, though. Like, I definitely don't want to get married because of them. Mm-hmm. Um, also, my dad. Definitely a big factor of it. <laughs> but um, it's so funny. One time I went grocery shopping with Janet, and the whole time she was literally putting... I was pushing the cart. She was putting stuff in the cart, and every time she put something in the cart, she was like, don't get married. Don't get married for the whole time. Like, a good 30 minutes of hearing mm-hmm. don't get married repeatedly. You know, so they definitely like everybody wants to be married and that's great and all. But I think I see like everybody sees the happy side. I see more of like the real part. Mm-hmm. Like it's not always easy. Like, yeah, I think my sisters have the best husbands in the world. Um, and they think they got really lucky. But I also see how much work it is. Like, imagine they're all good guys. But imagine if they weren't. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, how much harder would that be? So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm actually not thinking about that. I'm thinking of hopefully I meet someone in law school. Hopefully, but yeah. You guys could both stay stay together, you know. Yeah, that's gonna be that's those are gonna be our dates. We're gonna be stuck in the library. You know the library hookups. Yeah, it's gonna be me and my boyfriend. So, uh, well, <laughs> speak, speak more not to the hookup part, but speak into how. So again, makeup business because people. Maybe someone's listening to this would say, so she's like the the Salvadorian le- uh, legally blonde at this point. It seems like a little bit. I guess you can say that. Yeah, right. So um, like, so where did you get into? Why did you want to so political science? Right, that's your major. That's my major. Yeah. So what? I makeup artist. You know, started. You know, started as interest sister, all that, and then boom, own business. Now, why you want? Work with lawyers. How does like? How does that? So I've happen? always super super been interested in law. Um, it was always something I always wanted to do. Um, for a while, actually, like ever since I was younger, like I was like eight or seven, I always said I wanted to do it. And I don't know why, I just like I had to. Then when I got into high school, I've literally been talking about this story all week. I've told so many lawyers this, this story all week because they're always like, why did you want to do it? Why, why do you want to be us? And I'm like, <laughs> why do you want to be is, us? Yeah, it's true. Um, so then when I got to high school, I was like, you know, there's so much more to do in the world. Maybe I don't want to be a lawyer. You know what I mean? And I started looking into other stuff. And I don't know. Nothing made me happy. Well, makeup. But that's different. Um, nothing made me like, oh, this, I don't feel like I need to do this. And then I saw Kim Kardashian did it. And this is really funny. But when I saw that she did it, I said, if she can do it, then why can't I do it? So what? She's like a billionaire. But, you know, it's just money. Mm-hmm. Um, even though that's what you need to go to law school. But, you know, <laughs> um, I said, if she can do it, then I could do it. And I started, I met this teacher my um, sophomore year of high school. She was actually the teacher in charge of the theater program, which I was the head director of. And she was like, you know, I'm doing this voting app for teens. We're looking for some influencers. We're looking for some people to help us and all that. And that's how I started getting into everything that I do. Um, Because of her, she got me into the Women's March. She got me into, I was working with the Siobhan Newsom campaign um because of all of that i started the school took me to i was working with the superintendent of the school district for equity and equality in the school districts and everything so i got to do really cool stuff and i mean that is all considered public service um so i wouldn't do that in law school though not for not for nothing i just wouldn't do that but I started to discover this is what I like. I like politics. I like law. I like dealing with helping people. If I can help people in one way, then, you know, why can't I do it for a living? Mm. You know? So I, I think it's funny. Actually, for my college essay, when I was writing college essays, I brought up the point that I sing in church. I'm a makeup artist. 
and I love politics. And I said, those are all super different things. But you know what they all have in common? I said, they all have in common um, singing in church. I get to see how my voice helps bring peace to these people. Makeup, I get to see how I can empower women with my hands. I make people feel beautiful. I bring out their real beautiful features. And when it comes to politics, I help people broadcast their voice. I make it known that, you know, showing your voice is important. And that's what they all have to do with each other. That it's all about helping and empowering people the way you can do it in your own way. And it doesn't matter how different everything you do is. But it all comes down to that one thing. It's do you have passion for it? Is this what you want to do? And do you have the patience to be helping people? And I just so happen to have all three. So, you know, that's, yeah. Wow, that's powerful. (laughs) Right now, like listening to you, and I guess I have the headsets on, but I I got lost in the zone hearing that from you. And, you know, you guys always make the joke that, oh, Milton, you you know how to make people laugh and cry at the same time, you know, when when you speak and everything, like, you and you, the words you just said right now, I was, I got motivated. Shit. Now I'm just like, yo, what? Yo, I got to fill up my day. What am I doing after this? I got to, should I go for a five mile run? Should I do, uh, should I go uh, feed the homeless? Damn, what, what am I doing? My goodness. Am, am I yeah. not doing enough? But that that's incredible. And that's amazing to hear. And that, yes, because those are all three different distinct things and things that, you know, wouldn't correlate to the common person. Like, like, you know, because, like you just said, oh, like if you glam up for church and then you go into church and you look like like a model, oh, like they, yeah, they everybody thinks you're, you're, you're stuck you're, up. You're prostitute. And if that. you do that, if you do that in politics, everyone takes it as, oh, you don't love yourself. You need to embrace your real beauty. And it's yeah. like, no, I am embracing my beauty just in mm-hmm. a different way. Mm-hmm. And you know, in church, um, that's always my biggest thing in church is that I always feel like my mom always yells at me because she's like, you know, you have to make sure you look humble, and I'm like why <laughs> i mean like i don't need to show people i'm humble like I, mm. I you know what i mean like just do it for yourself you don't mm-hmm. do it for, to prove to anybody yeah like if this makes me feel good then i'm gonna do it mm-hmm. uh, and that you know that's also something i think it's a cultural thing here that i yes. feel like uh hispanics we have to i know hispanics and a lot of middle eastern people that you have to get the approval of everyone else to mm-hmm. be okay with yourself and i don't think that's okay yeah i, I think so. i think with that it, it's weird because um and you and I spoke about this um, briefly before, but in terms of being humble, because like it's like a, a tale of two, like it's like two sides of the coin. Because we grew up a lot in, in our culture, like you know, like six sisters, right? And and came about what seven, seven uh, grand grand uh, grandchildren um, from 12. that. So twelve and twelve, but of the recent <laughs> right kids, it's how many boys? Oh, of recent? seven. So seven, right? Seven. So yeah. and like yeah. And I'll call it hand me downs is a thing, right? Yeah, and that's definitely. So, but it's not so much like in, that gets frowned up because again, you, you 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 get looked down upon. Oh, you can't afford this and that. But it's just endearing. Oh, like he had it, so he'll pass it. But right, when we exactly. get older, we don't want the hand me downs anymore. If we can make one for ourselves, we want the nicest thing possible because we didn't have that when we were younger. Right. You know? Um. And in terms of like, you know, when you're younger, you maybe couldn't do all the makeup and dress a certain way when you're young. But now, as you're getting older and you're, you're more comfortable with yourself, your body, your mindset, and who you are, like, yeah, you're going to show that off. Why would you hinder yourself? That's, you know, that's person? so funny. That's exactly what I tell my mom. Every time she tries to tell me, like, but you can't dress like that. And I'm mm. like, but why? I've literally prayed for this body for the longest and I finally <laughs> got it. I think mm-hmm. everyone deserves to see it, <laughs> you know? And then, um, 
Yeah, but you know, another thing I'm realizing is that, like you said, with oh, you feel comfortable with yourself, when you're comfortable with yourself, and then when you have the mindset, that's one thing I'm learning now, actually. Um, ever since I've been working at this law firm and doing this makeup business, I've learned of different level of self-love, not just physically. Everyone mm. swears that you need to look at yourself and be like, oh my God, I think I'm the most beautiful person in the world. Like, I do do that because I think, you know, it's important. But I also tell myself lately that I am the most strongest and the most ambitious person I know, mm. like the version of myself. And I think that's super important. And I was actually talking to my therapist about this yesterday. And she was telling me how a lot of self-love also comes from the environment you're in. If you're in an environment that constantly over-sexualizes you and doesn't appreciate your achievements, you're going to feel like shit all the time. Because, you, you know, it kind of seems like you could only get this affirmation from yourself when you look good. And in reality, it's not like that. You know, now that I'm in this law firm or I'm at the salon, I get compliments based on my achievements. And I can't even tell you how fulfilling that is. Like, it's, it's more fulfilling than someone telling me, oh, you look beautiful today. When someone tells me, you're so hardworking, you're so ahead of the game, you did so much, what's your next move? That's the best feeling in the world. Like, I can't even tell you. It's like validation on a different level you know mm. and i feel like once you understand that and you start like living through it that's when you really understand self-love on a different thing like on a different level and that's when you could start dressing the way you want you dress the way you want you dress you talk the way you talk you act the way you want because you already you know i don't know how to explain it like you kind of already know where you want to be mm-hmm you know yeah because it, it, it's the affirmation it's the you know knowing who you are who you're becoming right, exactly. where you where, where you want to go you know like no one can tell you otherwise because you already said and and you're and you're like again like you said the compliments are great the that uh that validation yeah but you, you, didn't, you didn't need it it's just exactly. an add-on exactly exactly it's just an add-on but when yeah. someone compliments like you as a person your yeah. personality your accomplishments what you're doing it's like a different type of level of compliments, you know? Yeah. And I also feel like that's another thing that my sisters have taught me. And that's another thing why I can't really seem to fit in with people my age is because they look for so much validation sexually, which is great and all, mm-hmm. but that's like temporary. Teach his own, yeah. Exactly. Te- temporary satisfaction. Exactly. Temporary satisfaction. You want something more long term, mm-hmm. you know? So I think being a good person goes much more than being an attractive person. Mm. I like that. You know? I like that. I just so happen to have both, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, yeah, you, you have the typical, uh, the younger si- sibling that you know you can speak all these nice things, but hey, it all goes back to me because I got both. The I youngest, got, yes. I, it's the youngest sibling syndrome. Honestly, yes. that's what it is. I mean, I'm I'm the same I'm the same way too, um, with that. So I feel you on that. Can you speak again? Because um, you, I, I'm learning a lot about you, at, and you're my little cousin. But can you speak about that the speech you gave at the uh, at the women's march, and uh, and how that came about? So um, it all happened because I became so my teacher ended up quitting her her teaching job, and she took on the role of the director of the women's march, twenty twenty, mm-hmm. um, and. I, I knew I was her favorite student. We were both super hardworking. Um, I kind of understood her on a different level, and she understood me too. So because of that, she asked me to speak about it. She's, you know, just the way I am, and I've always been into women's rights and everything. So she's like, I want you to talk about it. I want you to talk about your experience and everything. So I, so what really happened was I wrote a whole speech. I was ready to speak. I had a little tag that said speaker. But then Andrew Yang, his wife, was there. So he's one. He was he was running for New York City mayor and he ran for president. 
um his wife was there and she took a little bit more time than everyone else so they had to cut down on a few speeches and unfortunately they cut down on mine mm. but that was fine i didn't actually i didn't realize it was her until like later on that day <laughs> but i was literally standing right next to her and i said hi to her and i didn't it just didn't hit me that that was her like i don't know why it didn't but she was really sweet she was really cool so i didn't mind you know that wasn't much of a problem mm. But yeah, unfortunately, I didn't get to speak. So, what, what was what did the speech entail? Like, what did you write? In so, the- I in the speech, I was writing about how stereotypically I was not meant to succeed. Um, and stereotypically, my sisters weren't either. But I highlighted my sisters. I wouldn't say their flaws, but I highlighted what they did. And I said, "Look, you know, we're Hispanic women. We're strong. We're independent. And look at everything we achieved. So, just we can achieve everything. You can do it too." Um, part of my speech was at the time. My sister, uh, my brother-in-law, you know, Giovanni, he was in El Salvador for like a year mm-hmm. or a few months, something like that. And I was giving my sister a shout out and I was complimenting her on how strong she was and that how we needed help because we needed him to get back here. Um, and because of that, I actually I think I showed my speech to someone at the march and I ended up getting them in contact with my sister and my sister without I mean, they did help, but not too much. Because my sister did it on her own, but mm-hmm. they definitely helped her a lot, mm-hmm. and that's how she got her husband back. You know, so yeah. It se- yeah, it seems like uh, you do have a way with people that like one thing leads to another, and all just connects. Like, you know, I've noticed that connections. Yeah, it's just gonna take you far in life. It mm-hmm. doesn't. Honestly, I'm learning this too now. It doesn't even matter where you go and what you do. It's who you have connections with, if mm-hmm. you're willing to put in the work, and if you have the drive and motivation to do it. Honestly, mm-hmm. that's what it matters about. I know. I know this lady that went to NYU Law School. She ended up quitting. She's in like a whole bunch of debt and she doesn't want to be a lawyer anymore. But then I also know someone who went to Brooklyn Law School, which is right here in Brooklyn. And it's not the it's not T14, which is top 14. You know, it's like one of the lower law schools. And this girl managed to get two interviews with the top law firms in the country. You know, and she doesn't. She's not even like crazy smart. Yeah, she has. But you know what's the problem? She has the drive, the motivation, and she has the connections to do it. Mm-hmm. She's also first generation. She's Dominican. So yeah, good for her. Shout out to her. <laughs> Shout out to you, little <laughs> meal. But yeah, so that's. I think it really just depends on the person. Mm-hmm. Oh, another thing I noticed is that first generation, you know, kids of immigrants have more drive than anyone else. They always have like that push to succeed. Well, when, you when know? we see our parents and what all of it, you know, we realize that as we get older, all the sacrifices that they made, that they still do to this day, it gives you that sense of like, not like, oh, I gotta give back. It's like, nah, if they, like I said, if they did it with like, with just clothes on the back when they came in this country with a little bit of money in the pocket, like, why can I? They yeah. they came to this country for that reason, for me to like get that step up. Exactly. So I gotta take advantage of it, you know? Because if they were able to succeed, with not having the same resources that we currently have, then what are we doing wrong? Exactly. You know? Yeah. So um, it's definitely a lot of pressure, though. Yes. Speak about that pressure. How, how is that for you? Because again, you you've spoken about your sisters highly throughout this. You know, obviously, family is a big thing. Um, you know, it's molding you to who you are and who you're becoming. Speak about that pressure, because I I know it's like what it was like for me, and because also I put that pressure on myself. I told my family, I'm gonna be the first Pineda to graduate to have the degree. And I got my associates, and I'm currently working on my bachelor's. But I remember, I remember when I dropped out the first time, and it came like with so much, you know, uh, potential and upside that I had at the time. 
you know, going into college and coming out, oh, I crashed and burned so hard, and I was so fucking, yeah, I saw me, I was fucking, I was uh, close to depression, so to speak. I was fucking sad as hell. Right. And because, again, you put, you apply, you put yourself put on pressure, and then, pedestal. boom, fall down. Right. Um, what was that like for you? Oh, currently, before, how, how you feel right so now? So it is a lot of pressure, because, mm-hmm. you know, um, my mom loves to brag about me, and she loves to say she's going to be the first lawyer in the family. Mm. And I was talking to one of my aunts, and she's like, yeah, you're going to be, like, the first professional professional in the family. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> no pressure. No pressure at all. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that's a lot to put on someone. Well, but um, Our dude, community loves to say, like, hey, you know, mi hijo, mi hija es un doctor. Yeah, they love like, to brag. They love to say that. They love it. So, uh luckily my sisters do put i think who puts the most pressure on me is my brother-in-law yosmar he is so funny but i don't use it as pressure i think i use it as motivation yes um he always tells me that because all my sisters are they're you know getting their masters if you know already have their masters they're working these professional jobs and stuff like that they he always tells me he's like because you see what they did wrong and what they didn't do you need to be the most successful one he's like you should be making at least six figures by the time you're 25 and he's like because of all the resources you use and everything and i'm like yeah no pressure mm-hmm. at all yep mm-hmm. yep we're gonna act like law school isn't stupid expensive <laughs> you know but i don't use it as like a, like a, oh i can't do this um this is too much for me i use it as no i kind of have something to prove i need to do it mm-hmm. you know what i mean so um i think pressure helps me i work better under pressure i'm not mm-hmm. the type of person to stress out i mean i do stress out a lot mm-hmm. but it's it's not something that's gonna crack me um so i don't know how i managed to program myself that way but i managed to program myself where i don't see pressure as a bad thing anymore i see it as a good thing yeah well you, you, i see it as motivation like you said when you spoke to your therapist about the environment like yeah you've, again and i think and it's same has been said to me many times too but it's just like hey if you've seen the fuck ups and mistakes prior to you why would you go ahead and, re- and repeat it right that's something that i battle with to this day still with it because like i like Roxana will get on mic ass like yeah you say I know I know I know you just don't do and I said for the simple fact that it's because yes am I it's hard am I it's so much harder to say that oh I'm not gonna do this than to actually not when do it, it when it happened because then you said like oh that'll never be me and then something yeah. then when and it then comes it's about you. and it's you it's like oh shit you know you, you put you know you put your, your the sock back in your mouth like oh all right I spoke yeah, too soon exact you know? exact that's why, I, <laughs> that's why I don't like talking shit about people because God mm. forbid it happens to me too you know mm. what I mean but um. Yeah, I guess you can say I take pressure in a good way. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a lot of pressure. I'm not going to say it's not. And I'm not going to say, like, sometimes it doesn't make me just, like, want to stop. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's, it's just, like, it just, when you're doing something, you have to do it for, not for your family. You got to do it for yourself. You got to make sure you're passionate about it. Because if you're not, school isn't for everybody. So, mm-hmm. you know, if school isn't for you, Milton, then don't do it. Don't do it because you said you were going to be this. Like, screw mm-hmm. what you said. <laughs> it's about what you want to <laughs> do. Honestly. Um, I know my one of the lawyers was telling me how he had a friend who was destined to succeed. He went to Harvard. He was in his hunter, uh, his Harvard undergrad. And he was going to go into law school. Everybody was so proud of him. He dropped out. He said he didn't want to do this anymore. And now he's a CEO. You know what I mean? Like everyone focuses too much on the destination and instead of really enjoying the journey. Exactly. Things, you know, uh, yeah, you need to. We have one destination in mind. But that's our that's what we have in mind. But the universe has other plans sometimes and we have to adapt. So, you know, maybe 
the journey to that destination won't be how we planned it. Or maybe that destination wasn't what we thought. Maybe that's maybe part of the journey gonna, itself. Yeah, maybe it's going to lead you to something else. Yeah. I was talking to this law school student like a few days ago. She was telling me how she went to school for journalism. Mm. She was going to be a journalist. She wanted to do it. She was on some broadcasting um, news news channels, something like that. And she said all of a sudden the industry changed. She's like, it was like from morning to the night. It wasn't about the quality of the news. It was about the quality of your personality. Mm-hmm. And she's like, and that's when I realized that the career I fell in love with wasn't the same career. And she said, I went to be a teacher. It wasn't for me. And randomly, I decided to go to law school. And she's like, and that's the best decision I ever made. She was telling me how she doesn't regret going to journalism school ever. She's like, if anything, that's what's helping me be a lawyer today. Mm-hmm. She's like, that, that was part of my journey. And that's not something I regret. Regret. I can't talk. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, again, it's um, everything happens for a reason. If it's meant for you, it's going to come to you. Mm-hmm. So I guess one final thing or before we wrap up, what is your generational habit that um, I spoke about this a couple episodes ago, a couple chapters ago, and something that you want to break in your family, something that you see um, that you want to either break, uh, you want to improve, you know, you want to like redefine. What is that for you? So I don't think it's something necessarily like my immediate family. It's more like um, the whole family, like, you know, cousins, aunts, uncles, everything. I think something I want to change, and I know I'm not the only one that wants to change it because I spoke to one of my cousins and she thinks the same way. I want to be able to, I think I want to enjoy being single and not having kids and not getting married for as long as possible. And if it doesn't ever happen to me, I would be actually really happy. You know, I see how much the family struggles with marriages and kids and everything. And because I see it firsthand, I always tell myself, why do people always wish that on everybody? Like, why do you wish someone to have kids? Like, it's a lot. If you can't handle it, that's okay. And I feel like everyone makes it seem like if you don't have kids, you're a failure. And it's like, no, it's not like that. Not everyone should have kids. And um, I think I want to break that. I want to be the one who doesn't want, who doesn't have kids. I want, you know, that single rich aunt that takes you out everywhere. That's going to be me. That's what I want to do. I mean, if I get married, then by all means. But I actually yeah. don't want kids well, at you, all. You have like... <laughs> I, exactly. I don't many, need kids. I have so many nephews. Yeah. They're like practically my own kids. Yeah, exactly. So, So yeah, I really don't... I and don't. the good thing is you can just give them back. You know, once you're done with your shift, <laughs> hey, hey. Exactly. <laughs> yours that's now. the best part. That's what I enjoy the, the most. The only be like hiccup is that you can't put them on your taxes. You know, <laughs> you know they, they should be on. Probably. Yeah, I mean, that sucks. But that's one thing I do want to break. I don't want to... I guess you can say I want to break that view of being traditional is the best thing you can do. Like, no, you mm-hmm. can be modern. You could be modern and it's fine. Like, mm-hmm. you don't have to be traditional. Now, one last thing in term. I didn't know, learn about this until you had mentioned. I didn't forgot we were. I didn't. I forgot where we, where we were at, where we were discussing. But you said you had mentioned you, you started going to therapy. Yeah. When did that when did that happen? Right. So when did, when did you start? Why did you, um, what was your reason for going and how, and how's it going? I guess you could say. Okay. So I started therapy and actually it's been a year and a month. Congrats. I started therapy in June of 2020. Enjoy. And I started because I noticed that I always kept myself extremely, extremely busy. And I, that's how I ran away from my problems. So even though it was really good, it was really productive because I did so much stuff that looked amazing on my resume. But when quarantine hit, I realized that I wasn't dealing with stuff the way I should. Mm-hmm. I was super upset. I couldn't party my feelings away anymore. I couldn't distract my feelings anymore. Like, it just, just wasn't happening. I needed to find another another 
way of out. Another thing, this is <laughs> this is also a really funny story, I guess you can say. So I dated a Dominican, and I think that should say it all. Was like, what, was like <laughs> three guys already? Four guys? I've, no, Jesus I've only dated Christ. three guys ever. You said two before, and not well, all. Because I don't count the middle school, and it was middle school. But like, if you fair really enough, wanna, fair point. Go yeah. Ahead. But so yeah, this Dominican kid was so bad. It was so fucking bad. It was so toxic, and it really took a toll on my mental health because he was he was like emotionally was yeah he was emotionally <laughs> abusive. Honestly, mm-hmm. emotionally, like he thought tearing me down as a person made him look better. Like it was it was really bad. So yeah, um, I had to deal with that, and that's why I started therapy. And when I started therapy, I was really struggling. Like, I, I couldn't open up to her. Like, I had an hour with her, and I felt like that was too long. Like, if anything, I needed 20 minutes with her. Like, I, I just had a hard time opening up to her. And I, I never understood why, because I always felt like I was super, I'm super open. I never really had a hard time opening up with people, but for some reason, I did with her. Did, did you contact, um, like, the, the, the therapy? Like, did you yourself go, or did someone recommend you, or? No, my sister started therapy. So I'm like, oh, fuck it, let me start, you know? Okay. So they all started therapy, and I'm the only one that stuck with it till now. Um... So therapy, I love it. The only sad part is that my therapist is breaking up with me. <laughs> She's quitting. Um, so yeah, it's really sad. It Remember, feels like it's I'm part of her to... journey. Remember, it is she part has of her, her journey. <laughs> I'm sorry you have to get dropped off, at, you know, yeah. at the side of the road, little yeah. but. Journey. Yeah, no, but through therapy, she's taught me so much. It's really helped me. I recommend therapy to everybody, honestly. Um, it's but like, it's like me two summers ago. Literally, you and Karen, so funny. But um, she's great. It was really great. Now, I feel like an hour isn't enough time. I always go over time. Like, I always, it's literally me talking for, like, an hour and 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, yeah, yep, you're right. Y- yep, you are right. Okay, girl. You know, that's I, that's how our conversation goes. Like, mm-hmm. it's just me talking. <laughs> same so, same yeah. here. Same here. So, now I feel like, I don't know how I'm supposed to live without her. Now, I actually need to get friends who I can vent to all the time. <laughs> because... <laughs> But yeah, so therapy's great. I love it. And I'm sad because she's breaking up with me. I actually have my next session with her. My last session is next Friday. Mm. So I'm really sad. Damn. It's really what's sad. Her, what's her name? Let's shout her out. Akua. Akua. Shout out Akua. That's a dope ass name. Akua. Yeah. Akua. That sounds like. So, she's like a dope person. That sounds relaxing her. too. Yeah, like, she's what? mad cool. She's so like. <laughs> she's my therapist. <laughs> you know? like. <laughs> but yeah, that's that. You probably owe, owe her a makeup session or two. I literally, I feel like sending her strawberries, like chocolate covered strawberries, but I don't know where she lives. <laughs> you know? Jose, we have a job for you. Right. <laughs> right, uh, right. Little, this has been dope. I, listen, as your older cousin, even though, like, I, me, I've had, I've had to, I've learned um, through this for the last few years, like, because back, again, when I dropped out of college the first time, like I had animosity towards towards all of you, not because of who you guys are, just because like I was insecure because I didn't graduate or I was leaving college. Right. Because my pops, your, your uncle, was just he said, "Well, Helen had a kid and she graduated. What's up with you?" And yeah, which hey, to his point, fair enough. That did not need to hear that. I was fucked up in the head with with, with that. But um, I'm seeing you know seeing you and Scott, the, the next generation of of, of ladies in, in this family. It's beautiful to see. It's awesome to see. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, we want you to be better than all of us and so on and so forth as y'all should. You know what I'm saying? You have the examples of, of how to do it, of how to fuck up. It's all there for you. And right. it's been awesome to hear you speak. Um, 
I'm fucking inspired right now. I, again, <laughs> right now, I'm just like, damn, what's, like I said, what's the next thing I'm going to do that's productive? <laughs> um, but that's beautiful to see. I thank you. I'm honored that you are the first guest of this podcast. And more importantly, I'm honored to be your cousin. Um, I am proud of you. <laughs> I am proud of you. I can't say that enough. And, you know, you're going to be great things. And take it from me. It's okay to, to fall down and have a cry or just fucking be stressed out and let it all out. But it's about how you rebound and, and keep going right. a, um, afterwards, you know? So, right. you listen, although you're bringing up with Akua, Akua. Akua, you could, you know, I'm always a phone call or text away. You know that. Um, again, it's not the same, Milton. I'm, I'm sure it's not the same. I'm sure. Okay. I, I don't have a cool name like that. All right. So, granted. Right. But nonetheless, right. again, I'm just, I'm really, I've learned a lot about you in this, in, in this one hour together. I mean, yes, we do talk, but hearing you and really like, hearing you out and just you know because you've always been so observing as i said you've been around adult conversations yeah. your whole life so now you are entering adulthood young adulthood and now you you know obviously finding your voice becoming your voice and who, and it can only go up from here it's been very inspiring and very powerful and very beautiful to hear so you're gonna do great things you are doing great things it only get better. I'm so proud of you, and I'm <laughs> oh, I'm so happy. Thanks. All right. Thanks, man. <laughs> so, so again, just plug your your IG where people can find you, how they can set up appointments, all that good stuff. Go ahead, boom. Okay, so you guys can find me on IG. My handle is makeup with Anais. Uh, I'm sorry, makeup with underscore Anais A N A I S. Um, you can DM me to book, or you can email me at makeupwithanais at gmail Um. I am a very cheap traveling makeup artist, you know, <laughs> just a plus. I'm pretty good. So go check out my work. And if you want to see me at the salon, you could either book me through the salon or you could book me through me and I have to book through the salon. But my prices at the salon and the prices with me are very different prices. So just be aware of that. But yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. She's even doing my outros. Look at that. Look at that. She, she could do it all. Again, uh, church singer, makeup artist, babysitter, uh, law, law student, a plethora of skills. I do it all. Do it I all. do it all. all right, so, yep. Anais, Little, it's been a pleasure. Everyone, thank you for listening to Chapter 5 or 6. Who knows which one it's going to be. Whenever it gets posted, that's when you're listening to All right. <laughs> All right. With that being said, everyone, till next time. This is not the end. This is uh, this is just a, a pause in the, in the in the book of yeah. See, I told you I'm bad at outros. Hey, just know there'll be more more books, to t- <laughs> more stories to tell. All right.